Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everybody. Glad that you're with us on this Monday, February 5th. Is that the 5th of February already? Hard to believe. Edition of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg. I'm Kelly Sander along with producer-engineer Michael Mergens. Bob Getty is off today. Luke Johnson, who has been off on a sabbatical, will be back with us uh, next week. So we wanted to let you know that Luke is certainly healthy. He's just taking care of some uh, academic things uh, as he progresses in his world of academia. And again, he's scheduled to rejoin us next week. On the program today, we're going to get you up to date on the basketball happenings over the weekend where the women and men's teams at Southern Miss are kind of taking different directions right now. The women on a mini winning streak, while not so with the guys. A little bit later on, we'll be talking with former Southern Miss men's basketball coach James Green, who is now at uh, Meridian. We're going to talk about the transition between the NCAA and now how coaches in the NCAA are having to act a lot like junior college coaches and re-recruiting their players every year because of the NIL and all those new rules, the transfer for portal included. But here as uh, this segment brought to you by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, Dickies, right outside the uh, Turtle Creek Mall area in Hattiesburg, you can smell Dickies as you go <laughs> as you go by. It's like the old Toucan Sam commercials. Follow your nose; it always knows. Whether you're catering a small event or a large event, I hear there's a big uh, football game uh, this weekend. I won't be watching because of the AFC participants who always seem to cheat their way to get in. But uh, anyway, leave the cooking to Dickies Barbecue Pit, the supporters of uh, Southern Miss Athletics. We're talking golf. Right now, I know when you look outside, it's really golf is not the first thing that really comes to mind, but the Eagle men's golf team will head to Mobile a week from today as the spring part of their season gets underway at the Hal Williams Invitational. There's so much going on with the golf program right now. It's only appropriate that head coach Eddie Brescher and graduate assistant Camilo Avila joins us on the set here in the studio today. Welcome, guys. And first, Coach Brescher, the uh, press release went out last week about the the training facility and the, the buzz on campus is about the new golf training facility that's about to open. Even athletes that don't normally follow golf have even heard about what's going on. So bring us up to speed. Well, thanks for having us on. Uh, appreciate uh, spending time with you guys, as always, Kelly. Um, the new Giddis Golf Center will be slated to open sometime later this summer. Um, it is going to be a 3,500-square-foot facility that will feature three hitting bays, 
uh, three office spaces, and an indoor putting studio with full club repair capabilities. So we're giddy about the Giddis uh, Center, <laughs> right, that's going to be opening? Very giddy. Now, now, how how involved were you in the actual design of the of the facility very involved right. um i i've had the pleasure to be in a lot of different facilities throughout my tenure in coaching college athletics i've seen a lot of mistakes i've seen a lot of things that were fantastic and so when our team of our administration and myself and our, our women's coach all got together um this was when coach lucy and i were were first hired we really kind of sat down and looked at the biggest question we wanted to answer was, number one, what do we need versus what do we want? This facility is going to be fantastic. There are other things that you may want to add to the facility later down the road. But right now, let's take care of some of the immediate needs of, you know, when we have weather situations, we have to cancel practice. We're an outdoor sport is what it is. A lot of teams can continue to develop their players and also utilize some of the technological pieces to these golf centers to get them better. And I'm sure the facility has been designed so that future additions would be minimal. I'm saying it wouldn't take much to be able to renovate the existing facility to add more parts. Correct. Uh, and, you know, one of the big key components with a an expansion for the future for this facility, uh, we've talked about, you know, it's a lot better to add three walls versus four. <laughs> so, there are there is another phase down the road, but this is going to be fantastic. Um, extremely thankful to uh, Kevin and Sarah Gittis for their support in making this dream become a reality. And not only them, but a lot of other people that were involved. We've got such a, a fantastic donor base that supports Southern Miss Golf. And having those people put their hard-earned funds into our vision means the world to us. And it will be located and is located uh, on the campus, if you will, of Hattiesburg Country Club. You'll see it when you make that curve coming in from, from ten, not, if, not if you're coming from the west, but if you're coming from like the campus on Country Club Drive, you know, you'll see it almost, almost immediately. So can you put into words, Eddie, what it's going to mean for recruiting or where, where will this Giddis facility now kind of put you in comparison to other teams in the Sun Belt and their golf programs? Well, in the research that, that I have done throughout this, you know, there's 14 teams in the Sun Belt Conference. All 14 sponsor men's golf. Um, and, and this is just speaking on the men's side. I, I'm not exactly sure right. on the women's side. But, you know, there, there was only two that didn't own or have access to a facility of this sorts. Um, even if they didn't own one, there was still a place in town that they can go and get some swings in. Uh, when there's bad weather days and have access to something to get some sort of practice in, we are no longer on that list of the two teams that did not have access. So that's that's a huge thing for us. Um, it will help on the recruiting side. It's you know it, it's going to be a wow factor, um, but ultimately it's going to be coming down to the people that those recruits are going to spend their time around when they do choose to come to Southern Miss. Now, we certainly want to give uh, proper accolades to the Giddis family, uh, of which the facility will be named after. And Mr. Giddis actually played golf at Southern Miss, yes? Can you kind of fill in some of those blanks for us? Yes. So, uh, Kevin, I believe 1983 graduate of Southern Miss, also played on the golf team. Uh, a little bit of an injury there that kind of shortened that. But uh, 
Kevin and Sarah have been fantastic. They, they've been supporters of our program for quite some time now. Um, they've been great supporters of Southern Miss Athletics in general, the university. Um, it's just they're, they're unbelievable people. You know, they, they understand what we're trying to achieve and build here with Southern Miss Golf. We've got great weather. Uh, we're in a great part of the country. We've got unbelievable golf courses that are really close to us that we can have good relationships with and utilize in our program. So we just got to get a 16-year-old to believe that and, and understand it in the commitment and recruiting process. Well, it certainly doesn't hurt that they're bow-legged with money. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, can well, some write some nice checks. Yes, yes. Which are greatly appreciated, obviously. Yes, they are appreciated. They're, yeah. There's and in, in many, many others that have come our way. So. And, and the general public will get a chance to help support the Southern Miss Golf Program with a fundraiser that you guys have a coming up at the Hattiesburg Country Club on Thursday, March 28th, and we'll be letting you know more about it, but kind of set the table for us. Tell us what's going on at, uh, at the Country Club on the 28th of March. So I understand a lot of people do fundraiser golf tournaments in, in town and in the area, and it's kind of a big thing, but ours is so unique because it's a two-person scramble. Um, and the other unique thing about it is, is we actually flight it based on the skill level of the field and the teams that enter into the tournament so we do have an area of skill level where you know you can kind of have a relative competitive chance to win um the other unique thing is is on every hole on the golf course there's going to be a southern miss golfer men's or women's on the tee box hitting a shot for those groups those groups may elect to use that tee shot and then do their two-person scramble to finish the hole or they can hit a better shot than the southern miss golfer and uh use their own so it's a unique format, but it's a, a great fundraiser for us. And it also, we will have a silent auction. Uh, we've got a lot of the flags from the 2023 major champions of professional golf. They will have signed memorabilia there uh, that we can auction off and raise some money. All right. Now, one of the golfers that I would want to tee it off for me is one of your new guys, little guy from Bangkok, Thailand. 5'4", maybe 5'5", five, five, maybe 110, 115 pounds. Can you pronounce his name? No. <laughs> but he can hit it. He can hit it. So we're talking about Supercorn Morachai-Chan, a.k.a. Mick. Um, Which Mick, I, I see where we get Mick out of that. Yes, exactly. So uh, Mick is a fantastic person, great addition to the team, um, made a great splash in the fall for our program as a true freshman. Um, he actually made a about a six-foot slider at Louisiana Tech to get us into a playoff in his first collegiate event ever. So um, he, he's he's definitely a strong one, um, for sure. Yeah, but at that size, I mean, that just proves that so much of golf is science, isn't yeah. it? I mean, physics, I, mean, I don't even know what type of science would be in all this, but, but it is amazing it, uh, it how is. somebody that small can hit it that far. We have... Uh, we have a large array of, of sizes on our team for sure. Both short, tall, uh, guys that can pound it, guys that can putt it. You know, so it, it's a great mix. Now, we told you that Camilo Avila is here, and he is. And in the next segment, Camilo is from, he's the first guest ever on the Eagle Hour who hails from the country of Bolivia. So he's a grad assistant on the golf staff this year. We're going to talk uh, with Camilo on the other side of the break and get you up to date on a lot more stuff dealing with Southern Miss Golf as the Eagle Hour for this Monday continues after these commercial messages.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart, available and open 24 hours a day on on the web at Campus Bookmart. That's with a T. .net for all of your uh, Baseberg swag with baseball season opening up in a couple of weeks. Uh, they'll take care of you there from the small sizes all the way up to however many X's you need. And I'm, I'm talking to my brethren out there that, uh, you know, one X ain't going to get it anymore. Uh, so, But anyway, no matter what color of Southern Miss, whether it's gray, black, gold, whatever, they have everything there. Plus, uh, with graduation coming up, too, you might want to think about uh, getting something for the graduation uh, diploma, you know, that you're going to get or all other outdoor knickknacks at Southern, uh, at Southern, at campusbookmart.net. Continuing our discussion about men's golf, Eddie, before we talk to Mr. 59 here, uh, Camilo Avila, how do, how do people get involved with the, uh, with the golf tournament, the fundraiser coming up on the 28th of March? So uh, a lot of the things we do, are we try to keep it electronic versus the old paper flyer. Uh, but my email address is on our athletics department website at southernmiss.com. Uh, just look for the men's golf section or in our staff directory. Uh, it's edmund.bresher at usm.edu. Um, just shoot me an email if anybody is interested. Uh, as far as the spelling of it, it's on our website. It gets butchered all the time. But, yeah. Um, would love to, to have community support, uh, especially on the whole sponsorship side, you know, having, uh, support in that area is going to allow us to add some more technological pieces that we're still trying to fundraise for, for the golf center to really do it first class. Well, do you have, do you have a projected date when the, when the center's going to open? Uh, Ish. I, I'd, I'd love to tell you, but you know, obviously weather pending, sure. uh, but pretty later, latter part of the summer. Okay. Well, we'll we'll obviously be bringing people up to date, and knowing Bob Getty will probably be doing a show live. You know, oh, from, the door is always open, my from, man. From the new love facility. to have y'all come out. Well, Camilo Avila joins us now. He is a grad assistant from the country of Bolivia, the first athlete to ever be on the Eagle Hour from that great South American country, and we welcome you, Camilo. Good to have you here. Known as Mister Fifty Nine, I'm guessing that there's a a golf story behind that number, which seems to be pretty special. Wyndham Clark was about six inches away from the weekend at Pebble Beach from shooting 59. He had to settle for a 60 and about three and a half million bucks. The poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> but so is that because you shot 59 at some point? And tell us about that round and where it happened. Well, uh, well. First of all, thanks for for having me here. A uh, big honor and and a pleasure to be back talking on the microphones. And yeah, it actually happened here at Hattiesburg Country Club uh, October twenty fourth uh, of last year, twenty twenty three. Uh, just two months in to living in Hattiesburg, and just got hot one round, and all of a sudden now, I had a putt. Were you playing the ball down? Yes. And you shot fifty nine. Yes. I play the ball up, and, and I'm lucky to get 89. Hey, he's a practice-what-you-preach kind of guy, huh? Wow, that is, that's really something. I mean, when, when they even had the Deposit Guarantee Golf Classic here, the guys weren't, weren't shooting those kind of numbers. No, well, first, first guy to break 60 in Hattiesburg Country Club, which was honestly a big, big honor. It was a huge day for me, and got to thank uh, my boss for it because I shot seven under the front, and I was – hesitant we almost had no light uh, he goes go out there and you have hour and 20 minutes to shoot low on the second round and 
he got me back in the course and so well, you were even in a hurry and did that yes wow that's, so, ama- that's hey, amazing funny story so i told a couple of guys i said hey look he doesn't have much light go out there spot with him so that way he's got a witness he goes out pars 10 pars 11 robbie rides back in and goes ah, he ain't gonna do it <laughs> And he did it. And next thing you know, he's putting for fifty nine and cans it on the on the eighteenth. That's that is, that is an amazing story. So how do you get here from Bolivia, Camilo? Well, I graduated twenty nineteen, went back to to my home country, and uh, decided that I learned after four years working in the business that I wanted to be close to golf. Uh, I'm a huge player. Like I've I've always been very competitive, but I wanted to find a new career path. Maybe make out of it while I'm coaching and uh, at the same time getting my master's degree. So I felt like it was a win-win situation for what I was going through in my life. And uh, that's when I found uh, Coach Eddie and uh, Southern Miss. And all of a sudden, things just clicked. It was uh, pretty immediate. And I tend to follow my heart. And I I knew this is the place where I wanted to be. Never been to Hattiesburg before arriving. Uh, Didn't know much. I had some connections that lived here. I asked around said it's a great place and honestly i called my mom like two days later after they dropped me off and i was like hey uh, i found home and i know i'm gonna be fine so told my parents not to worry about it now producer engineer michael mergens i have to tell you i have to tell you that uh camilo want was a broadcaster at one time did did soccer it was a basketball i know you did soccer but you also broadcast basketball yes uh, uh, they did for for the first time in in Bolivian history, they were going to show the National League on TV. And I got the opportunity to to be able to narrate and call play-by-play, which was a lot of fun. But get this, Michael. He learned he couldn't make any money. <laughs> what? That's shocking. Yes. Shocking. But, but, but you did get to call some soccer games where you did the long, drawn-out. Oh, yeah. Go! Yep. Right? Running out of breath and finding breath when you don't have breath. So is that kind of the standard procedure, doing the goal that yeah. way? Now, you never, you never studied sports casting, did you, Michael? No. You did more just the, the business end of radio yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah? So, but you just decided that you weren't going to do that anymore. Uh, yeah, well, when COVID hit, I was doing an internship and things around just being more like a reporter and broadcaster at the same time. And uh, after that, I couldn't get hired just because uh, they were cutting down and well whatever happened in the whole world everybody was struggling and uh that's when i kind of had to reinvent myself and i made my own business and at the same time i would still do broadcasting but only go to call games and go back home and do my things what you is hear that kids listen to that closely went back that to leave school. me voice messages wanting to get into radio <laughs> listen closely and really, from a golf standpoint, Camilo and, and Eddie, it's unusual. Now, this is radio, so you can't see Camilo, but he is a, a, a good-looking athlete, but he's six feet, six inches tall. And golf-wise, we just don't have a lot of golfers who have had great careers that have been that tall. Is, there, is that just coincidence, Eddie, or, or tall guys usually don't do very well? I, I do see the tide changing with it, you know, with your Dustin Johnsons and your... How tall uh, is DJ? How tall? 6'4". Yeah, 6'3", 6'4". Is he? Okay, yeah. I didn't realize he was Him, that tall. Kepka, I think Kepka's like right at 6'2". John Rahm's just north of 6. So. Okay. Uh, it is changing, you know. There, there may not be a history for it, but is it because is it because taller guys, Camilla, or just there's more moving parts, uh, more mistakes that can be made? I don't know if it's that or that. Basically, when they know that you're going to be tall, they 
put you into other sports and not golf maybe could be a reason too oh that's interesting that's yeah because everybody asked me like golf really why did you choose golf why were you not playing basketball or or, or soccer or, or something else basketball's not big in bolivia though no it's not okay. it's not unfortunately but but steaks are steak is the, is a food that they that they <laughs> oh yeah that they like to eat so where do you fit in now on the staff as a grad assistant what are your responsibilities going to be and all that um well I I work a lot with the players uh, during their practice and their tournament rounds. I uh, basically coaching in tournaments can be like a a caddy that's not allowed to carry your bag, so you can talk to the players, read greens, and uh, I feel like I've I've earned their trust. Uh, they like me around. Uh, I work a lot with them and trying to give my like experience and perspective uh, towards the game to them and honestly it's been great I, f i feel like they value my input and there's nothing better than that yeah this is how you shoot a 59 you guys <laughs> gather around right hey eddie the the men's team opens a week from today and a week from tomorrow down in mobile the spring part of their season tell us about the the hal williams invitational and uh, who are some of the other teams you're going to go up against so the golf tournament is a very familiar one for us um in the time that i've been here at southern miss we have competed in this event each season Um, it always draws a great field, easy trip for us. So um, the field will consist of Illinois, LSU, uh, VCU, Kent State, Kansas State, Memphis, Louisiana, Texas State, Oral Roberts, Davidson, Host South Alabama, Louisiana Tech, and Seton Hall, along with your Golden Eagles. So a very good, diverse group, and that's kind of how it is for us with golf. We go anywhere, play anyone, anytime. You know, it's, it's going to be a great tournament. Now we need to play well because um, that's some stiff competition, but that's what we want. We want the best. But there are some Sunbelt teams that you will get to, to lay eyes on there in that first event as well. Correct. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to see some of the Sunbelt teams. Uh, we do have a pretty nice record currently against Sunbelt schools, um, so that bodes well for our confidence going into the championship, which is down the road at Annandale in mid to late April. So, you know, It's a good opportunity for us to get off to a good start. We didn't end the fall quite the way we wanted to. However, this is a good way to bounce back, and I feel like our guys are in good shape for it. And Camilo Avila, before we let you go, you know, obviously we know that that the Asian countries, particularly the Koreans, are really coming on gangbusters in the game of golf. Generally speaking, how's South America doing in golf? Actually, growing a lot. Um... I feel like Camilo Villegas was a big impulse for, for us South Americans. And then we had uh, Joaquin Neiman and uh, Sebastian Munoz, Angel Cabrera, who won two majors, and he's out of jail now. And, uh, El Pato. El Pato. Yeah. He and, sounds so much better saying those names than we do. <laughs> 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 That accent, man. But, yeah, no, and even, I don't know, Alejandro Tosti starting this year as a, uh, in the PJ Tour and other players just getting – The field packed. Welcome to Hattiesburg. Glad Appreciate to have it. you here, Camilo. Coach, thanks. Echoed as well from here, man. He's yeah. a great asset to have. And we'll keep everybody up to date on that fundraising tournament. When we come back, we're going to shift gears, talk basketball with former Southern Miss head coach James Green, next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the, top. to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. We want to thank our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. They bring you this segment, home of the $9.99 Blue Plate Lunch. 
that changes obviously every day. That $9.99 includes your soft drink trivia on Wednesday night and every Southern Miss event on the big screen TVs at 4th Street Bar and Grill in the shadow of the Rock. Kelly Sander along with Michael Mergens in the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty off today. Luke Johnson will rejoin us next week. Basketball tonight on the junior college level. And in the final segment, we're going to get you up to date on what's going on with Southern Miss basketball. But joining us on the line is former men's basketball coach at Southern Miss, James Green, who now pilots the Meridian Eagles as they will travel to Poplarville tonight to try to do something that nobody else in the MACCC has figured out how to do yet, and that's uh, beat Pearl River. Uh, Pearl River undefeated in the league, but James Green's teams always give Pearl River fits. Coach, welcome. Glad to have you back on the Eagle Hour. Well, it's great to be back. Uh, Good to hear from you, and uh, look forward to visiting with you. Hey, you got a tough one tonight. Uh, Pearl River went up to Itawamba and uh, and pulled one out the other night. How how do you beat uh, Oni's bunch down there in Pop Vegas? Well, that's not an easy task. Uh, You know, we've only beaten Pearl River one time since I've been at Meridian. We've had a lot of close games, and uh, you know, probably a couple of them. If we had been a little bit tighter down the stretch, we probably would have gotten out of there. But we've always competed competed well with them. That's not to say that that will happen tonight. We're a little bit scattered with our team. We've had some guys out with flu. We've had some guys out with injuries. So, uh, But we do have everyone back. Uh, all of them are Obviously, if they've been out with flu and that type of thing, they're not going to be at full speed. But, you know, and we, we compete by committee. Uh, we don't have anybody that just lights out, um, you know, and playing a Pearl River team who who's very good. Uh, you know, they've got great balance, do a good job defensively. Uh, Coach Oney does a good job with their scheme. And, uh, you know, always hard to – to play them at their place, our, our key probably will be: uh, can we rebound the ball and can we control the pace of the game? Well, James Green certainly has a unique perspective in the game of college basketball. Coached at Iowa State, uh, Southern Miss, Jacksonville State. Now gets the junior college look at, at Meridian. So, coach, you've been in a situation at Meridian where you've had to re-recruit your teams every year, as is the nature of junior college. When at, at best, you might get a player for two years, but when you look at the the great pedigrees of coaches who have decided to retire, even in the last couple of years, you know, Mike Krzyzewski at, at Duke, Jim Beheim at Syracuse, just to, name, just to name a couple, I allege that if the truth were known with a lot of these older coaches, uh, they, would, they would say that their decision in large part had to do with the advent of the NIL and transfer portal. Is that a fair assessment on my, my part? You've seen it from just about every angle. A- absolutely. Uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, when I think back throughout the years of from when I was an assistant all the way through and uh, even a few years ago uh, when some of the rules were, were starting to change and, uh, and then the transfer portal came in, and obviously the COVID situation kind of changed a lot of things for coaches. And now the NIL, uh, it's very, very difficult. You know, recruiting has totally changed, I would say, in the last 10 years. You know, all the social media stuff, 
kind of hit where a lot of that became a factor because kids were always on that and coaches had to adapt to that. And even at that point, uh, older coaches were having a little bit more of an issue because they didn't like getting on social media and, and interacting with, with the kids there, you know, the older group, which I would be included. We're, we're, we were mostly face to face and telephone calls and kind of corralling, uh, kids that way. But, you know, it changed, uh, with the social media. And now that, uh, the NIL, uh, is a factor. You know, a lot of people, and I know uh, Coach Saban, you know, is a guy that sticks out, uh, Coach Krzyzewski, and the changes of how you have to go about rebuilding a team every year is a little bit difficult because most of those type programs and those type coaches kind of had that pipeline coming through that freshman class, and obviously, you know, losing guys to the NBA was somewhat of a factor in changing the recruiting, but uh, the NIL has totally changed it, and you pretty much have to recruit your own players. Uh, you know, once they get there, we used to say, okay, you're here now, uh, the de-recruit process is, is going to start. Uh, but now, uh, and it's pretty much continuation. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's a free agent now. And it's interesting so, it, It's interesting that you mentioned social media because a lot of your colleagues have said the, 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 the problem they have with social media is a lot of these athletes are on there with, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at how great I am, look at what I did. But you're playing a team sport where it shouldn't be look at me, but look at us. Yes? Right, right, absolutely. Uh, which makes, you know trying to get guys to understand the team concept. And so many times we're talking to them about, hey, if we do this thing as a team, we're all going to get the things that we're looking for as individuals out of it. And getting across that hurdle where you can get your entire team to buy into that philosophy is very difficult when they came from a place of basically promoting themselves. And so you have to kind of change that mindset. So, you know, I, I still believe that the character of the kid and all of those things matter in that process of getting them to understand this is a team sport. And, and if we're going to win the type of games that we really want to win, it's going to take everybody pulling in the same direction. Former Southern Miss men's basketball coach James Green joins us on the show on the Eagle Hour today. His Eagles are headed to Poplarville to play Pearl River Community College tonight for a 7.30 men's tip-off. Coach Green, as we continue to, to talk about you know the NIL and, and transfer portal and so on, you know the NIT this year made a decision that of the 32 spots that they have in their tournament, a majority of those spots are going to go to Power 5 schools that did not qualify or get invited to the NCAA tournament, which is going to make spots for Southern Miss and other Sunbelt teams even tougher to come by. I mean, it, it seems 
to the outsider looking in that this is almost a way of suffocating and choking out some of these mid-major conference, particularly when it comes to basketball. What's the solution here? Well, you know, you know, as as I've thought through that, um, and you know, the thing with the NIT, you know, it's almost, you know, we used to always say the rich get richer, right? And you know, the programs that have all the resources that are in the power conferences, uh, you know, the television package that they're getting now pretty much separates them from everybody else, from the mid-majors, even though mid-majors are on more now than what they were 10 years ago because of television. But, you know, it makes it very difficult for, say, a Southern Miss to crack into where they're always competing with the power conferences. You know, you think back to Gonzaga. Gonzaga used to be uh, the standard for any program that was a mid-major. You know, you had the Gonzaga, uh, teams like Butler, uh, that that could go and compete with the Power Five conferences because they had resources, they had their interests uh, in their programs, and, and, and you still could go out and find guys that could compete against those type guys, and you could keep them in your program. And, you know, those kids were staying in those programs through their senior year, so you always had a chance when you had an older group in place to go and compete against that, I don't know if those days are, have have passed us by. It'll it'll take a terrific niche for teams that are mid majors to be able to continue to do that. Uh, you do have some teams that are doing it. You look at you know a Florida Atlantic that you know made their run. You're going to always have that, uh, and 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 partly because of the transfer portal, but right. Even though now that the NIL has come in, it's going to make it more difficult for Southern Miss, Florida Atlantic to land some of those transfers from those uh, top five programs because of NIL. They're going to circulate within those conferences pretty much. Well, it just all comes down to winning that that, uh, tournament, the Sun Belt Tournament. Really, the pressure's on James Madison and Appalachian State because they're leading the way during the regular season. But all that matters is who wins that postseason tournament to get into the NCAA. James Green, we always value your input. Continued success, buddy. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. All right, Coach James Green, former Southern Miss men's basketball coach. When we come back, we'll get you up to date as to how the Lady Eagles did and the men did over the weekend in basketball and what's on the schedule for the week ahead. The Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. Special shout out to sponsors DBAT Training, just in time for the softball and baseball season. Boy, never has it been more important that DBAT be around when you have these crummy days like today that are cold and overcast and wet. It's always sunny and warm inside DBAT to get your youngster ready for the upcoming softball or baseball season. Shout out to Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Don't forget Town and Country Cleaners is Hattiesburg's most trusted cleaners since 1983, and the Mobe Beignet Company, the official beignet 
store, I guess, eatery, Michael, of the Eagle Hour? Because it's not really place? a store. Yeah. Just a place to get. Man, <coughs> telling you, those fresh beignets with uh, several different choices of coffee flavors. Uh, a lot of students like to hang out and study there as well. Mobe Beignet Company. And don't forget that the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast is available in different forms Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. <coughs> Excuse me. Or you can just ask Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. All right, let's get you up to date with a little bit about a lot of things. Congratulations to Golden Eagle football running back Frank Gore, who was named the most valuable player in the East-West Shrine Bowl. Frank ran the ball six times for 87 yards, and that included a 49-yard touchdown run. Congratulations to Frank Gore. That'll certainly up his NFL draft stock. In basketball over the weekend, the women defeated Troy 72-63. to The men lost to Texas State down in San Marcos, 60-55. to When you look at the two teams, they're kind of going different directions right now. The women have uh, found it's their stride again, uh, winning a couple in a row. Of course, in fairness, they've been at home where the men have been on the road. The men have now dropped uh, a couple in a row. They are now 12-11, and 6-5 overall. In the men's game, some of the things you like to see and they've continued to do this, is the Eagles spread the wealth scoring-wise. Austin Crowley led the way with 16. Mo Arnold had uh, 14. Victory Waka with 11. And Kobe Montgomery with 10. So he had four guys in double digits. And they only turned it over seven times. All right, Texas State turned it over 16 times. But the shooting has been a problem the last couple of games for Southern Miss. In fact, the first half, the Golden Eagles against Texas State missed 10 shots in a row. Ten in a row, and really down the uh, final stretch of the second half, they only made two of their last 16 overall. When you look at the shooting percentages, Southern Miss only shot 33% from the field. That's not going to get it. And I think it was 31 the game before where the Bobcats shot 41%, and it was still close. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So a tough break for the Eagle men not shooting the ball very well. When you look at the schedules, coming up now for the week, where the men have been road-weary, four in a row on the road. And, man, they paid the price. Now they're going to come home for six in a row. And that continue, that uh, begins Wednesday night when they host the Monarchs of Old Dominion. That's a 7 o'clock tip at Reed Green Coliseum. Then Saturday, as part of the Sunbelt Mac Challenge, the Western Michigan Broncos come to town. That'll be a Saturday at 1 o'clock. So a lot of these teams that are coming in now to Reed Green here uh, in the middle of, of February now are toward the bottom of the standing. So even though the Eagles are still right in there, you know, tied for third or fourth in the league, they're going to play some of the teams with weaker records and they get them at home. And clearly the men's team is much different when they're at home. In fact, they haven't lost at home. So that's good news for the men. Meanwhile, while the women have been in the friendly confines of Reed Green, they will now take to the road where the Lady Eagles will travel to Statesboro, Georgia, which I've driven it a lot of times. It's nine and a half hours if it's a minute. Uh, They'll go to Georgia Southern to play a Wednesday game. That's a 5 o'clock start our time. Of course, 6 o'clock in Statesboro, but 5 o'clock our time. That'll be available on ESPN+. Then the women have the unenviable task of going from Statesboro, Georgia to Buffalo, New York (laughs) in February. What did you do to deserve that, right? They will play Buffalo again as part of the MAC Challenge. That'll be a Saturday afternoon game at 1 o'clock. Again, as the uh, men looking to get back 
on the winning track, 12 and 11 overall, 6 and 5, that the women have won the last two. So that's kind of what's going on uh, in Eagle land. Uh, Bob Getty will rejoin us tomorrow. Luke Johnson has been off uh, taking care of some education things, and Luke is planning to join us next week. Meanwhile, the Eagle Hour is going to be on the road a lot during the month of February, including a two-hour opening day show from Pete Taylor Park. That'll be on, of course, Friday, February 16th. That's opening day at Pete Taylor Park. We're hoping for some great weather, and we'll have a, a long list of uh, guests scheduled to join us that day. We'll be in Laurel for a couple of remotes. We'll be at Ramey Motors in Purvis. And later on this week on the program, we're going to get to hear from new offensive coordinator Chip Long from the men's football team, Clay Bignell as well. He's the new defensive coordinator for football as Will Hall and his staff getting ready for spring training for the football team. So our job to keep you up to date on all these things at Southern Miss. And don't forget, Again, that fundraiser for the men's golf team is scheduled for Thursday, March 28th. That'll be at Hattiesburg Country Club. It's a two-man scramble. And if you just uh, go on to southernmiss.com and kind of keep track of the men's golf events, we'll, you'll be able to see how you can uh, play in that event or how you can help the golf team raise money uh, in an effort to get that uh, new facility opened Uh, toward the end of the summer. But that'll do it for this Monday, February 5th edition. Again, Bob Getty will rejoin us tomorrow for producer-engineer Michael Mergens. I'm Kelly Sander. Thanks for joining us. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.